Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the So Leadership Podcast, and indeed to the final episode of the So Leadership Podcast. Whether it's your first time joining us or you've been with us for the entire journey since November last year, you know that we're passionate about seeing a generation of leaders being equipped to serve God faithfully and effectively in all that we do. And my hope, my prayer is that over these past 12 months, these episodes have formed part of that training, part of that development, that God has used it in your own life to grow you as a leader, to be part of that generation that's leading into the future in ministry and other places in life. Today, although it is our last episode, there is a number of points I want to cover. And I want to tackle this last topic, which I think is really important. And that's the topic of finishing well, or as I like to think about it, landing the plane well. Today, we're going to unpack four things. I'll give you a bit of a roadmap for where we're going. Firstly, we're going to look at transitioning well, a bit of a recap from last episode um, and ensuring we're doing that well. We're then going to look at addressing conflict and tension that might be in the team or in the peop- amongst the people that you serve. Thirdly, we'll look at preparing for the next stage before finally looking at the importance of reflection and taking away learning points from the year. So transition, tension and conflict and addressing it, preparation and reflection. So let's dive into the content. And before we do and as we do, I just want to start off by saying that this episode has been different. It's been different in my preparation and in my thinking about it because these are things that I'm still learning to do myself. And so I speak to you today not as someone who has done it perfectly before. I speak to you as someone who is still learning how to do this, someone who's reading and learning from other people and observing from other people and learning to put it into practice in my own life because I too am in that stage where this is my final few weeks at so, at least for now, And I'm learning how to transition. I'm learning how to land the plane effectively. So let's dive into the content together. The first one we're looking at is ensuring that we are transitioning well. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this point. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode, I want you to hit pause right now um, on the current episode and go back and check out our last episode where we talked about transitioning well, what it looks like to transition well. In particular, what it means to transition knowledge, the things that we've learned, the lessons we've learned about our campuses, about what ministry is all about, about how certain things work in our context, which may not work in other contexts. All of those things that we've learned and and grown to know, we're going to be passing that on well to to the next team that's taking over from us at the end of the year. And we also want to be passing on skills or transitioning skills, as it were, teaching the next team how to run meetings, how to prepare for meetings and events, how to hold tensions within a team where different people have different ideas and how to hold and strike a balance between them, how to find that balance between organizational leadership and structure, but also being caring and shepherding as we're called to do in ministry particularly. What we're doing and what we're thinking about doing more and more as we come towards that end is learning to pass on these these points of knowledge and these skills so that we can ensure that the team that starts after us, the team that comes on after us, is best placed to take over, to to start from where we left off and have the, the best opportunity possible to succeed in their term of service next year and beyond. 
So ensuring that we're transitioning well. Again, have a listen to that podcast last episode. I'm not going to recap everything that's in there. But we also don't want to make sorry, we also want to make sure that we're not just doing that now, but that we're continuing to offer that support and that insight for a number of months to come. I want to challenge you to think about your your term of service really going up until February or so camp in particular. Although you may not be the president or the the executive beyond December this year, it's important to still, as much as you can, be around or be available in January and February for the new team in case they need your assistance, to pick your brain, to understand how you did certain things if they need to ask further questions, to be available to continue that transition even once they have got the official titles, as it were, from January 2021. So that's the first point, making sure that we are transitioning well. I want to encourage you again, check out that last episode. There's a lot of content in there, and it's something that we ought to be thinking about more and more as we continue to transition out of 2020 and into the next year. Secondly, we want to look at addressing conflicts and resolving points of tension that may be existing at present. Now, these could be tensions and conflicts between yourself and a member that you lead or a student leader. It could also be between mem- uh, sorry, between exec members in your team where you guys have clashed over various things and there's been a bit of tension. Then maybe it's with your campus coordinator or another staff member. I want to speak to those who potentially right now feel that point of tension within some of your teams. It's easy for us as leaders to think that, you know what, my term of service is almost over. And so therefore, in a couple of weeks' time, I can completely separate myself from these people and I won't have to feel that tension again. And that's perfectly understandable. If I'm honest with you, there's a part of me that wants to do that too at times. But as leaders, it's really important that we fight against that kind of attitude. And as far as we can possibly do, as far as it's incumbent on us, it's our responsibility to reconcile, we want to make sure that we're doing that, at least trying to initiate a conversation and and. Maybe it's time for us to be the first ones to apologize, to acknowledge the way that we contributed to that tension and to express that maybe the things that other people did that hurt and, and ask and, and open up that, that conversation so that you guys can be reconciled. It won't always work perfectly. Unfortunately, we do live in a, in a broken world where tension doesn't always get solved overnight. And sometimes the reality is that it takes a long time. It's something that I'm continually learning. It's something that I've learned over time. I had some tension with with some of the people that I used to serve with over the past couple of years, and I wasn't someone who dealt with it straight away. I was someone who was content to leave it and move on. And by the grace of God, I've had the opportunity in subsequent years to reconcile and have that conversation, but it's not a guarantee. And so as far as it possibly can be upon you, I want to challenge you to, to reach out and to make an effort to try to reconcile and address the unaddressed issues so that when you finish, you finish together as a team. You land the plane as a united crew, as it were, that you don't allow as much as you can for anyone in your team or even for yourself to leave your term of service feeling hurt or bitter or confused or angry or unheard. You want to, as much as possible, create a space where you can address those things and move on in a wholesome and a loving and a Christ-like way. So that's the second point. As far as it's possible or new, address things that may be unresolved. And if you can, work towards reconciliation. And if not, 
at least keep the door open. At least you've made that effort. That's something that you want to be able to say at the end when everything is said and done. That's our second point, addressing outstanding tension and conflict. Thirdly, we're looking at preparing for the next stage. Now, I want to spend a little bit of time on this. So often as leaders, particularly when we're serving at so, there is so much to do. There's so much that has been done. We've become accustomed for the past year, two, three, four, maybe even five years for some of us. We become accustomed to the, the rhythms of so ministry, having various events and activities on multiple nights of the week. We've been become accustomed to having all these things to do and these, these things to plan and to prepare for. But it's important that as we come towards our, our time of service ending, as it were, particularly for those who aren't um, going to be at so any longer, but even those who are still going to be at so but maybe aren't serving, it's important that we consider what the next stage looks like. I myself am someone that hasn't done that very well. Even though I've known for a number of months that I'll be transitioning out this year, it's probably not until the last two, three, four weeks that I've really started to prepare for the next phase beyond my time at so. We want to make sure as, a, as leaders, we're preparing for that next stage, both personally, but also in other spheres of our lives. And so you might want to consider what does your involvement and, and time at so look like beyond 2020? Maybe you're still serving and that's awesome. In which case, I'd encourage you, go back to episode number one, prepare again to serve, prepare again to organize your time, to have the important conversations, prepare yourself well for that new term of service, whatever role that might be. And it might be as an exec again, it might be as a staff member, whatever it is, I want to encourage you to start that process again. But for those of you who perhaps are not serving next year, maybe you're still at uni, you're going to still be around, maybe you're going to be at weekly meetings, but you're not going to be as involved. I want to encourage you to sit down and think about what that involvement looks like. Don't allow yourself to drift and, and kind of just go with what comes, but you want to be intentional as much as you can with planning for what your, your next stage looks like. So are you going to be around at so as a member or even as a support older former leader maybe who can mentor some other leaders? You want to be thinking about what kind of involvement you're going to have in so next year. For some of you, maybe you're graduating or maybe not, but you think that, you know what, this will be my last year at so altogether. And so for you, it might involve thinking about, okay, how do I get connected with the alumni channels? How do I ensure that I can still be connected with the ministry and receive updates about what's happening as now an alumni of so rather than as a member or a leader at so? Getting connected with the various alumni channels is important. You also want to think about what does the next stage in life look like when it comes to things like community and church. Again, for many of us, particularly if we've been around at So for a number of years, we've become accustomed to having Christian community always around us in the form of our So brothers and sisters. But next year, if we're not going to be at So or we're not particularly serving at So, it's important and it'll be wise to think about where your Christian community is going to come from. It's Unfortunate, but I've, I've heard a couple of stories where people have moved on from so without really thinking about that. And they struggle in the initial period, maybe even for extended periods of time, because they're yearning for that community. They're yearning for that camaraderie and support, but they haven't really prepared for it. And so they find themselves in the middle of that storm without the proper support structures that they want to have. 
So thinking about where's your community going to be? What's your involvement in church going to be? You're thinking about really the, the next stage beyond so. What, what does your life look like? Maybe for some of you, you're like me and, and you're graduating or you've graduated and you're mo- moving into full-time work. You want to think about and make sure there's, there's space carved out in your schedule now to prepare for that new season in life, the change in rhythm, the change in your timetable, working now full-time. You might want to seek out people who have been working full-time, whether it be a small amount of time, a couple of months, or whether it be for a number of years, finding people that you can learn from. Don't wait until January. Don't wait until you're no longer a leader or part of so to do that because it'll be very hard because you'll be in the midst of that battle trying to find your feet. So in the next couple of weeks, as you slowly transition from being a leader at So and being involved in the ministry, you want to be thinking about what the next stage looks like and how you can transition into that, whether it be a new stage of life, such as full-time work, whether it be into a newer and different community where you're more involved in your church community um, and reliant on them rather than at So. Whatever it looks like, you want to be making sure that you're thinking about and preparing for that next stage in life. It's something that I wish I had done. If I'm honest with you, this year was was a change for me. Learning how to be in full-time work, I, I didn't prepare for it at all. In fact, probably up until a few weeks um, or maybe at six weeks before I started work, I wasn't even sure I was going to be working full-time. So I didn't really prepare. And so the first few weeks and months was very, very challenging. It was very different. So I want to encourage you as the third point here today Seek out that preparation. Think about, plan for the next season in your life. Don't wait until everything's said and done and dusted. Start planning now. Start praying into and thinking about opportunities that might be coming. It might be in ministry. Maybe it's at so, maybe it's at your churches, maybe it's in your careers and in the industry you're going to, whatever it may be, start planning for the next season of life. That's our third point, preparing for the next stage. So that even once this plane lands, you know where you're going. It might also involve, I should add as well, it might involve preparing to take a rest. Maybe some of you are feeling quite burnt out and tired. And so you might prepare to take rest, to put things into place so that yes, you are supported. Yes, you are in a community and you're involved, but you're not maybe serving to the capacity that you were this year and previous years. You're preparing to rest and be replenished and then enter the season after that in the timing that God leads you in. So preparing for the next stage, that's our third point. And finally, we come to our final point, which is on reflection. Reflection. Now, again, I'll be honest with you, it's something that I am still very much learning to do. It's something that I'm not very good at. I don't like sitting down and thinking and reflecting, but it's something that I've read and as I as I'm trying to put into practice, I'm finding it to be a lot more important than I realized. It's important to reflect on the year that's been. If you've been serving for a number of years, you might want to reflect on your entire time of serving at so and your involvement in the ministry. But particularly this year, which has been such a different year, so many challenges, so many changes, taking some time to sit down and reflect back on the year. And I want to encourage you to do three things. First, I want to encourage you to write down and examine lessons that you've learned. It could be spiritual lessons, things you've learned about who God is. It might be personal lessons, lessons that you've learned about yourself through this year. It might be ministerial 
lessons you've learned about what ministry is about and how to be involved in ministry. I'll give you an example for me this year. One of the things that I've really learned this year more than anything, if I'm really honest, is how quick I am to be impatient. I always knew I was an impatient person, but this year has shown me that patience is something that I don't veer towards naturally, something I don't veer towards by default, something I've got to work to build and to grow in. It's a lesson that I've learned about, and I'm still learning, to be honest, about how to be patient and gracious. You want to sit down and note down the different lessons that you've learned from this year. Secondly, I want to challenge you to reflect on the things you would have liked to have done better. Sit with that for a moment. Reflect on the things this year on your time of serving that you wish you could have done differently. There might have been decisions you've made that you think, you know what, in hindsight, that wasn't the best decision. There might have been conversations that you've had or things that you've said that in hindsight you look back and you say, I wish I hadn't said that. There might have been new initiatives that you started up or new perspectives that you took on or, or things that you, you did or said or, or, or ran through or the way that you led, whatever it may be. Think about those things that maybe you wish you could do different if you had your time over. The reason why this is so important, I think it's something that we don't often do enough, especially myself, I don't do it as much as I need to. The reason why it's so important is because the reality is whether we see it now or not, many of us, dare I say all of us who are leading now, are going to be leaders in some way in the future. Whether it be at church, at so, in our workplaces, in our community organizations, in our families, we're going to be involved in some way in leading in some sort of fashion. And so it's important for us to be able to know and remember the things that we did wrong the first time that maybe we can do better in the future. I know many leadership commentators and people who do podcasts just like this, they'll always tell you, and we've talked about it a lot as well this year and in previous years as leaders, that it's not bad to make a mistake. All of us are going to make mistakes. We're all human. We're all flawed in many ways. We're going to do things that we regret, things that we wish we could undo. The problem is not making mistakes. The problem is making the same mistake more than once. And often that's because we don't learn from our first mistake that we made. And so it's important that when we have the chance to reflect and think about how you would go about that conversation that was difficult that you perhaps didn't handle very well, or how you would make a different decision in the circumstances that you found yourself in before. Reflecting on the things and, and you know, if you want to call the quote unquote failures of your time serving is important because it will show you and, and hopefully give you lessons to hold on to for the future when you lead in other circumstances or other situations so that you don't have to make the same mistakes twice. Thirdly, the third thing I would encourage you to do when reflecting is reflect on the successes. Reflect on the things that you are proud of, things that, that happened throughout this year that you look back on and you say, you know what? I'm glad it happened the way it did. I'm glad we made that decision. I'm glad we had that conversation. I'm glad that we navigated this COVID situation in this particular way. This thing that we decided that we did, this worked. The way I, I handled myself in this situation, I was, I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm glad about that. It's not about gloating about yourself or allowing your head to become big, but it's about reflecting on the things that actually went well. Reflecting on the things that you or your team have done well, because again, it's about learning for the future. It's, in other words, self-feedback where you're learning and saying, you know what, if I'm in a similar situation again, 
I might do the same thing again in this situation because it worked when I did it here. Or I might do a very similar thing but change a couple of things, but more or less because it worked here, I know that it might work again in the future. Taking the lessons from your successes is equally as important as taking your lessons from your failures. So that's the third thing we want to reflect on, reflecting on not only our the lessons we've learned spiritually, personally, ministerially, but also reflecting on the things we've done well, but also things that we haven't done well. And then finally, concluding that time of reflection by turning to God in prayer. I remember when I first started preaching, I used to feel very uncomfortable when someone would come up to me after a sermon and say, how did you do that? Or they might come up to me and they'll say, that was really awesome. That was really encouraging. I was so blessed by what you said. And I would, I would sit there awkwardly trying to think of, oh, what do I say? How do I not take this myself? How do I make it about God, which I should be doing ultimately, but how do, how do I navigate this situation? I was very uncomfortable, didn't know what to do. And I remember talking to one of my, my pastors and one of the things he said was, you know what, sometimes you can just say thank you in the moment and then turn that to God in prayer and say, God, you know what? I'm glad that you use me, but you deserve this praise, not me. And in a similar way, we want to do the same thing at the end of our reflections. Taking the lessons, taking the things that we've maybe would change in the future and the things that we've done really well, taking all of that and expressing that to God in gratitude. Because at the end of the day, the decisions that we made that worked, the conversations that we had that were effective, the decisions and, and the vision that we executed that was powerful and timely and appropriate, ultimately, they worked because God was leading it. Ultimately, God chose to use your decisions or your conversations or your plans in his ministry for his glory. And so he belo- to him belongs that praise and glory. And so you want to give him thanks and prayer. And also for the tough things that you've learned, lessons you've learned about him, lessons you've learned about yourself or the way you've handled things. You want to turn that to God in prayer, in prayer and say, God, thank you. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for showing me. Thank you for helping me see this and help me to remember it in future. Turning everything to God and expressing it to him in gratitude in prayer is a crucial element of finishing this time of reflection. Why? Because if we don't do that, our failures will get us down to the point where we don't want to lead anymore. Or our successes will get to our heads where we'll become arrogant and proud and self-absorbed. We want to challenge everything to God in the end in prayer, giving him the glory for what's been done, for all the highs and the lows and the way he's led us through them. So that's the final point, reflecting well. So in summary, what do we want to do when we try to land this plane? We're going to transition well. We're going to make sure we continue to transition well, passing on that knowledge and those skills. We're going to have tough conversations and address things that maybe have been left unsaid. And do all that we possibly can that's incumbent on us to be reconciled to our members or to people that we've served with where there's been tension. Thirdly, we're going to ensure that we're preparing for the next stage in life. We're not waiting for things to be done and to find ourselves in the new season before we start preparing. We're going to be preparing now. We're going to be setting ourselves up for the next season, whatever that might look like, whether it be in ministry, in our jobs or in our families, whatever it might look like. And finally, we're going to reflect well. We're going to reflect well on the lessons we've learned, the highs and the lows of our time of serving, particularly this year that's been a challenging year. And we're going to turn it all to God in prayer and giving him glory and praise. So with that, that brings us to the end 
of our episode and indeed the end of our time on this podcast. And before I go, I just want to say a couple of closing words, a couple of closing thank yous, really. I want to start by thanking each and every one of you. So many of you come up to me and expressed how helpful these things have been or what you've learned or how your team has been encouraged. And it's, whilst I'm grateful and I'm encouraged and I'm, I'm still learning to do what I just said, to turn that to God in prayer and thank Him ultimately. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in month in, month out, for giving feedback when those doors were open, for asking questions when we asked for, for questions that you guys had. Thank you for tuning in. When we started thinking about this concept of doing a podcast back in the middle of last year, it seemed a little bit hairy. It seemed a little bit crazy. Who are we to be doing a podcast? But it's been amazing to see how over time God has taken that. He's broken down the, the big barriers that we saw, such as how to get it online, get it on iTunes and get it out on the website. He's taken it and he's used it in incredible ways. And ultimately, we've we got to give him the glory and thanks for that. And so I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you to you as well as the, the viewers, the listeners, for your involvement and your participation in this podcast over the past 12 or 13 months. I also want to give a shout out to Josh Kim. Many of you don't know, but Josh Kim has been working hard behind the scenes on every single episode, producing all of the audio stuff that goes into making this sound a lot better than it really sounds on the raw clip. Josh has done an amazing job this year with very little time. Fun fact, I often give him only a couple of days to get things done, and he's always done it with great joy. So I want to say thank you to Josh for that. It's been an absolute privilege. This year has been different like no other. We can all attest to that. When we started this podcast, we had no idea what was coming. But it's interesting how in a time when we couldn't meet face-to-face, -face, we already had this medium. We already had this podcast up and running so we can continue to provide a bit of training and, and development material for, for you as leaders. It's been an awesome privilege to walk with you guys in this way. It's been a pleasure of mine to see so many of you grow as leaders, taking on the things that we've learned and putting it into practice, taking on the, the lessons um, both the, from the highs and the lows of your time leading and taking this content and meshing them together and growing in your leadership over this past year. It's been probably the hardest year of leadership for, for many of us, but we've done really well. And I just want to say it's been an absolute privilege to be able to watch that and be a part of that in this way. I also want to say finally a thank you to the campus department, to Josh Sorry, not to Josh. I've already said thank you to Josh. To Joanne, James, Charlie, and Jason for their continual support, for their input, their support, whether it be recording some of those endings or being a part of these episodes. We had a couple of guests over the years, over the year, or just giving their input and their feedback on what's worked and what's not. I want to say thank you to them as well. And to Sijin, ultimately as director, thank you to him for giving us this platform to do this, for being willing to take a chance on a crazy idea that came up middle of last year and letting us run with it. And I just want to say thank you to him as well. And so as we come to a close, I want to encourage you, this is not the end. Whether you're still serving at So or in your churches or not, we still have a chance to be that generation, to influence those other people who are coming up next year and beyond. We can influence the next group of leaders, our peers, the people that lead us. We can be 
people of influence so that together, not just through one podcast, but through all of our efforts and all of our leadership ability and the way we lead others, we can grow. We can lead others. We can support. We can mentor. We can challenge others to grow. And together, we can be that generation of leaders that are equipped to serve God faithfully and effectively in all that we do. Thank you for tuning in. For more episodes or information about So, check out our website at so.org.au.